I'm Scott Lakeman, getting through this in rainy Brooklyn, New York. And this is Tom Saunders in Los Angeles, where today we're talking about a recent concern that the U.S. Postal Service, run by an incompetent Trump donor, who is deliberately gumming up the works to discourage mail-in balloting that might result in a victory for Biden. My question is, why has there been no national conversation about building a nationwide system of pneumatic tubes? Such a system was built in the 1920s in hotels and banks before the age of email, well, long before the age of email. They work on the same principle as your vacuum cleaner, but instead of sucking dust and debris, it delivers pieces of paper with words on them, or perhaps somebody's house keys, or money to others to, uh, who are fortunate enough to be part of the pneumatic tube system. Such a system obviously would require a program to build a massive nationwide complex of airtight tubes that reach every resident so they can vote on a paper ballot from their home without relying on the U.S. mail. Well, I'm glad we're starting this conversation about pneumatic tubes, Tommy. Pneumatic tubes are yet another example of how tools from the past can help us today. My first exposure to pneumatic tubes here's at Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois from 1972 to 76. It goes back to then when I used the pneumatic tube version of an ATM. The teller appeared in a grainy black and white video and I could watch her receiving the tube that I had sent and then placing my cash or receipt in the return tube. You know, it felt very futuristic then it feels even more space-age technology than mere ATM machines today. Wow, uh, that is astonishing that you actually have used a pneumatic tube. I've only seen them in the movies, and 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 uh, perhaps I've seen them in person, but but uh, uh, so long ago that I'm afraid they didn't make the impression on me that they they would now. Now I would stare at nothing. I would I, I would <laughs> stare and wonder at them and and talk about nothing else. Uh, Scotty, on the upside, without having to leave the comfort or safety of, of homes and of people's homes in these troubled times, it, it does make sense that citizens could fill out ballots and stuff them into the, a tube that happened to be attached to their house or apartment and that their vote would be sucked away to a pneumatic receiving station. <laughs> and it, it does sound like the perfect solution, doesn't it? Well, it sounds well, very it, simple. Uh, well, it isn't, Scotty. Hmm. Two problems. Problem one, it's costly. You're talking about a pneumatic tube system that goes to everyone's residence in the, in, in, and possibly even hotel rooms in America. Can you imagine you have to run across the desert? And what about rats, Scotty? Did anyone think about that a system of tubes to every residence in America would be like a super highway for rodents? And I'm sorry, and I don't mean to be Mr. Pessimist, and, 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 I, and I'm not that, that person, Scotty. You, well, no, you know yeah, well, let me just say that, of course, but I'm glad that you're laying out uh, the issue here because you could certainly be all Pollyannish and say, look, we could just do this, uh, it'll be fine, no problems. But you're saying, yes, there is the rodent issue or any, any really uh, a small animal can get in there. Even, I hate to say it, uh, your own uh, neighborhood cat could somehow. So uh, I have squirrels in my neighborhood. They could get I never in. even thought about the cat. Yeah, I mean, that's something that would put the kibosh on the whole system if we put that in. But it's great that you're thinking in a way to the future 
bringing back something from the past. And as you said, all it would require, I mean, there's 80 days left to the election. It would just require a massive, you know. A, a massive effort. Well, that's my so. other concern. If we're going to do this, we got to roll up our sleeves. And, and we might not even have time to roll up our sleeves. Uh, I, I'm concerned that we may have to just wear short sleeve shirts. I think what we're saving so much time, right? That's, can I just say that's a brilliant, I mean, when you just come up with there's a throwaway is really a transforming uh, work a suggestion. All those people say, oh, I got to roll up our sleeves. Just saying it takes time. Then you yeah, roll yeah. up. Also, not but even that's the- valuable time. We could be we could be laying down pipe for this yeah. national pneumatic uh, tube system. Yeah. Well, I personally, by the way, have trouble rolling my sleeve. I, I, people do it perfectly and they stay in place. I do it and then it starts falling down again. I have to re cuff it so well, I would probably because you grew up in new york you 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 hired people to roll up your sleeves right they would or or no or is that wrong uh no no uh, middle class i didn't have i didn't grow up in the preppy kind of thing where maybe oh. it came naturally to them to roll up that well, sleeve it, on your button-down shirt <laughs> no they would have a, somebody to dress them uh, i guess uh, and, and you you didn't have a dresser when you were growing up somebody who who put on your clothes and tied your shoes for Maybe you? Not, no. Uh, uh, it's, you know, no, I, I just really had to die. Wow. Frankly, I'll say it now. I don't want to elicit sympathy, but I had to do it all on my own. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, 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 I just assume because you were, uh, you know, you say you're middle class. I look up to the middle class and I assume that they have all sorts of privilege. I'm, I, I would consider myself in the very lower, uh, growing up in the lower regions of the middle class. So we had to dress ourselves, Scotty. Yeah, um, yeah, well, and you had, did you have hand-me-downs? Because you came from such a large family, so that's always yes. the great, yes, yeah. Yes, I did have hand-me-downs. I did have hand-me-downs. That is absolutely true. And that's funny. Scotty. No one ever came up with one word for that. They just, it was, that was literally like It became one word. That's, that's the, the first, problem. Yeah. Hand-me-down. It was, that's it. It was a three-syllable word, and people said, yeah, let's just just keep this, and it'll be a, you know, hand-me-down. Because yeah. someone could have said remnants, I, you know, whatever the word is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no remnants. Well, maybe bequeathal. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one that would not catch on. Bequeathal. Why? It's got the quee sound and you've got to make your mouth go into that. You know, it's a very complicated sound. Bequee. And then you have to make a TH sound. Oh, yeah. But people don't be- realize that it's not just a matter of counting syllables. There's also the difficulty in forming the phonemes as to why words don't catch on or do catch on. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's a great example. That you, that, that- well, Placements wouldn't have uh, worked. And also there would be less hand-me-downs if you had to say bequeathal. Nobody would <laughs> want to say the word and they go, I'll just keep it. I'm not going to give it to them. So, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm laughing because I can laugh about it now. But at the time, I think if somebody presented me with a bequeathal, I might, I might uh, be more uh, excited by it than, and then throwing at me uh, their uh, dirty clothes and say, here, it's a hand-me-down. Yeah, and even just the notes. It doesn't fit me anymore. Down, Here, so and then they throw it at you. Take my hand me down. It's yeah, not as good as being no, presented as is British. It's very uh, yeah. royal, and uh, I, I bequeathal. Uh, I give you this bequeathal. Oh, do I deserve it? Yes, you do. And you hold it very gingerly. But hand me down. It's like, here, take it. And it's down. It's bringing literally. Yes. You know, so it's going down through, yeah. the, through the generations. Uh, no, uh, uh, it's funny. I, I, I didn't think we were going to wind up going into this personal area of hand-me-downs. And it's sort of like germ steel. What is that book that sort of tied all these these disparate things together? Probably you didn't read it. Um, uh, but One of the uh, few I haven't uh, read. <laughs> but, but you read A Man Called Ova, which we still oh, yeah. 
Uva, I, I, yes. I was listening to some earlier podcasts and I laughed again at, at the fact that you had read the last book you read was a man called. Oh, yeah. And it is. Why does that make me laugh? Well, well it's, you, uh, you know, or, I guess because I probably if a non-reader or an infrequent reader probably should be, you know, just some classic book that everybody's heard of it. This was Swedish. And uh, I mean, it was a you know, mainstream book. It wasn't some esoteric thing. But uh, I'm glad <laughs> frankly, that was the last one I read because it gave a little credibility. Yeah. And it's such a, it's such a, for some reason, for that to be the last book that you read, it cracks me up. And you, you can hear it in my voice. Yeah, uh, the, well, confuses people because you can't uh, fake again, that kind of of uh, joyous laughter. No, right? no. I mean, anyone would think on the street, what, <laughs> what was the last book you read? A man called Uva. You're reading another <laughs> one now, aren't you? No, I'm waiting five years before I read another one. Now, <laughs> that would be unlikely. If I said the last book I read was, you know, uh, five ways to, you know, fix your car carburetor or something, not there's anything wrong with yeah. that. Then you could have a five-year hiatus from reading, and nobody's going right. to go Wait, like just your reader. <laughs> so uh, it threw yeah. them a wrench, literally. Into it. Uh, I don't know why, but I I hope our listeners uh, get it that it just seems it just seems imp- uh, 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 amazingly funny that 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 would be the last book that you read for for several years, and and yeah. and I don't know. And I, I don't know how I can explain it. It's one of those inexplicable things that oh, uh, yeah. science could study for. Oh, absolutely! For decades, I, but... And also makes me question myself. I'm a I'm a man who read a man called Uva, and I stopped <laughs> for five years. Why didn't I continue? I mean, that's enough therapy to last you for years. You know, I, I had everything going book? for me. I, you know, I was on my way. I read a man called Uva. I mean, keep going. No, I stopped. So. Uh, you know, these are the questions. We're not going to have easy answers it's, right now, but it's, uh, it's very serious. Yeah. So, but um, it's funny though. I, well, obviously, it's funny because I'm, I'm, uh, 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 my sides ache. Isn't that what's <laughs> supposed to happen when you laugh a lot? Oh, well, I'm glad sides. they're not splitting. My sides side splitting, splitting would be bad. That would require <laughs> attention. Maybe hospitalization. Yeah. Yeah. So I. Yeah, that way I would I wouldn't want to hear that. You know, you want to hear the. No, you wouldn't. Hey, listen, as as comic people, people of comedy, which which we most certainly are. Yes. Despite some people's very heated uh, disagreement in my case. But uh, no, we're people of comedy. So uh, it's that's something we should celebrate. The fact that people's sides don't actually split when they laugh too much. Because can you imagine, Scotty, being at a, 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 a how that would change the dynamics of a comedy club, which now already it's it's you don't feel safe going to a comedy club. Imagine if added to to, to the normal uh, uh, dangers of going to a comedy club was that your sides might split if you think a, a comic is 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 too funny. Yeah, I wish uh, it's split, and, and, and so that yeah. and 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 I mean I, I don't want to go into you know what you know the kind of uh, cleanup that that would require but it would you know you'd have to stop the show and oh yeah well that would require immediate medical attention so it seems odd what that would ever be a goal of somebody to induce somebody to require medical attention side splitting laughter side, side splitting. And i think side. there's comedy clubs I believe there's a comedy club called side splitters so here's a club that is really putting it out there i mean i hope they have insurance is, is my yeah, oh uh, they better have insurance and, yeah and, 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 but the, when they say it in the title that you could split your sides 
in a way, can you? I don't think you can sue them because their title says it. You know, the, the, yeah, the name of the club says that basically is a warning that you could split your sides. Yeah, no, that is. And isn't there like you'll bust a gut laughing? I mean, that's another expression. I mean, these violent, uh, really unhealthy, <laughs> Not unhealthy medical issues that are associated with comedy, the greatest uh, art form. So. No one is questioning it. We are today, and and uh, it, it's just uh, we want to make people make laugh. It's, yes, laughter is very healthy, very positive. Very healthy. Keep it there. Just keep it in laughter. You don't need anything else. No, and, and, and no. I mean, oh, okay, or maybe what we are what we're committed to is a mo a moderate amount of laughter. We're not we're not gonna we're not going for the biggest. <laughs> Well, no, splitting no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> now with people sitting at home a lot, you know, they're not in good shape anyway. So, you know, one laugh could just throw them off. <laughs> we give so, them laughter, but in a very comfortable way, I think. That's right. We don't. I mean, sometimes we, we uh, uh, you know, we see the opportunity to, to say something that's just side splittingly funny we don't take that opportunity <laughs> we go for something that's more more modestly humorous. we dial it down a notch to keep them healthy <laughs> to, to save them on a trip to, to the medical center as they say uh well that's what separates us from all people yeah. uh, in, in this business of comedy well, you know most people go for the biggest laugh and if there's some side splitting things going on or some butt gusting a uh, gut uh, gut busting yeah gut, i mean if, if it actually does gut uh, busted gut i mean yeah, you know, uh, 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 we use these terms to, to uh, as sort of measurements of extreme comedy, but it, but but when they become when they actually happen, well, as as the hacky writers, a uh, 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 newspaper uh, reporters would put it, comedy is no laughing matter. <laughs> Scotty, how many times has a reporter shamelessly used that cliche in this in an article about comedy? I think every and the, the answer may surprise yeah. you. Yes, yes. And except for, you know, some of the ones now. But uh, yes, that was always the way or you know, oh, now. Are you saying some don't say comedy is a laughing well, there matter are some now? more erudite like Jason Zinnemann, the New York Times. It's a he's never a, said comedy is no laughing matter. I don't think he ever said it in a in an intentional way. He may. Uh, so this is more accidentally have said it. Yeah. But many others, especially any weekend section in any city in the country, it's always like, you know, just laughing or, or just other kind of, uh, yeah, or tonight laugh comedy is a laughing matter. That would be nice to twist it that way. Uh, comedy is a laughing yeah. matter. And then people go, well, isn't comedy always a laughing matter? And they would write letters to the editor and that would stimulate circulation. Yeah. The, so go the, the opposite way. That's tip. Paper. Yeah, that's our tip to those local papers who are sadly uh, floundering. Uh, maybe. Yeah, they're floundering. Yeah, Scotty. yeah. Turn it on its head. Say comedy is a laughing matter. Right. And, really and when do you it. ever use that term when you're not making that pun? That's one of those, I don't know what it's called, but the, the uh, puns that are only puns, we've talked about this before, that are only puns when used in a certain way, and thus they're not really puns, right? Yeah. So if you say comedy's no laugh, well, when do you ever say that's no laughing matter? <laughs> well, I guess, and you're not talking about comedy. Um, I guess you do sometimes. I mean, and very rarely that's what, in a conversation like, if somebody's laughing where they shouldn't, would you say that's no laughing matter? Even then, probably, <laughs> uh, unless you were in a movie from the you know the fifties. Yeah, if you were in no a movie for the nineteen fifties, yeah, then absolutely you could say that. But but you can't, but that's the problem is being in a movie from from the nineteen fifties. Yeah, anybody. Yeah, 
You know, I mean, that's just it, that just is not likely to happen. Yeah, gonna, uh, as much as we wanted to. I mean, believe as much me. as we wanted to, and as much as uh, people are, uh, I, I know, even as we speak, somebody is trying to do, invent a time machine. Now, uh, 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 going back, uh, once that time, it's going to be like the vaccine. Once you invent a time machine, everybody's going to have a reason why they absolutely have to go back in time. Yeah. And, you know, one of the first ones, obviously, kill Hitler. That's like the most frequently, most often uh, pitched reason for going back into time. If you, right? Yeah, right? yeah. But that's so, always, so you can't change fate. Would be, I want to be in a 1950s movie. Well, right? see, I think and, the 50s movie should be on the top list because, as we know from other comic books and sci-fi, you can't, uh, as much as you'd like to kill Hitler, uh, th- then you can change fate. That's what somebody always says. Well, but, that's what they always say, yeah. and 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 that that would be you know you'd have to probably sign a waiver uh, on that one, yeah. right? Like, uh, if you if you change fate, then the time machine company can't be sued or something like that. Oh yeah, otherwise there'll be you know many lawsuits. But but the fifties movie is more of a benign thing. I go back there, it was very. I would love to be in that world, or just like uh, was it Zelig, where um, Woody Allen's picture, uh, you know, he. Uh, or Purple Rose of Cairo, actually, where he literally entered and these characters came. But that life. was from a 1930s movie. 1930s, right. So it's totally make it different. The 50s, totally different. Uh, and, and I would love to uh, <clears throat> step in and <clears throat> meet them Sorry. in that world. Like, leave it to Beaver. I would love to drop by. But again, that was the 1950s. Was, leave it to Beaver. Was it 50s or 60s? The... Uh, early, late 50s, early 1960s. Uh, yep. Uh, I, I, I'm that guy who always sort of corrects people's um sick uh, i'm a reference from the yeah the, exactly yeah from the black and I'm white that era. guy you're very you're a specialist once it got into color then you kind of see the yeah. controlled others but uh, <laughs> then then it's all new it's it's all recent once once it's color yeah yeah uh, but uh um, but no but, i leave that to other more recentists but i'm yeah, more sure. of a historian well, a futurist right that's a profession but is there a yeah. past pastist or well, a, historian and then historian, a there you go. Right. And and and, and uh, uh, presentist, uh, uh, you know, one who lives in the moment. You know, actually, it's uh, this is funny. We're 18 minutes into this um, into this podcast, Scotty. And and you mentioned the word presentist. Yeah. Um, it's funny how many topics we've covered since we were discussing the pneumatic tube, uh, the need for the pneumatic tube system. Um, uh presentism is actually a thing wow and it has to do with it actually has to do with with uh, our uh, the current political climate and taking down statues of you know patrick henry or or um uh christopher columbus yeah Uh, in other words uh, because we view them according to present day standards of behavior um we then lose the historic importance of what they did. And also it's a distortion. You're, you're, you cannot understand the past through current, uh, through the current lens of today assumptions. Yeah. Well, that's amazing that I, the lens, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. I was stumbling around with words and I'm so glad the present. This is a real word because I, it is embarrassingly Tommy. I don't know if you caught it. I'm sure you did, but, out of great respect and and having my back, you chose not to uh, dwell on it. But what a gaffe of saying 
is there a name for something pastist? And you kindly said historian and then moved on because literally there may be people around the world now laughing uproarious and going, oh, he is so foolish. He said pastist. That's no word. They had a good word, historian. There's a perfectly good word and he didn't oh know it. Oh my God. So, uh, and I tell you, Tommy, very quickly, another example of that, and I'm, I'm on the show we reveal, I remember not that long ago, it was years ago, but not right. way long as I'm going. I was remember thinking, oh, restaurants, they do well because, you know, they have a markup on food, but they really make it a markup on alcohol. And I actually said, and I wasn't three years old, I said, what if it was a place where they only serve drinks? And somebody <laughs> very nicely like you said, uh, it's a bar. <laughs> and so, and I, you know, I got, uh, oh, no, yeah, well, yes. Uh, I mean, other than that, uh, yeah, harumph. <laughs> And then walked away. And, and that usually works. Usually, yeah. When people say, er, uh, well, uh, uh, and then people just, it, it confuses them and then they change the subject and they forget what they were talking about. Right, and they don't er, follow uh, up, which would embarrass us. Yeah, there's That's always been bars and you didn't know that. So you're an idiot. So they don't say that. So No. Yeah, but I appreciate you letting me go on the past. Is, but I'm thrilled, beyond thrilled, the <laughs> present is, is a thing. Because I, it's and, a thing. you know, uh, Wow. It is a thing, and 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 it's a it's a very current thing too, because it's because it has to do with how do you view history, and do you tear down statues or not? I mean, it's literally that's how relevant that topic is. Well, yeah. How relevant history has become. Yeah. What if they uh, tore down statues because they just didn't like the way they made the statues then, and they said we can make better ones now? And nothing to do. With I, the I, <laughs> you know, just like yeah, it's kind of crude, and didn't really have. Yeah, boom, yeah. Be better statue. Yeah. yeah. Better defined features. I mean, it's absolutely true. Some of those Confederate statues were, were poor statues. I mean, yeah. by uh, artistic standards. Well, you couldn't get the good people in 1890 during Reconstruction to really do these, you know, the racist statues, because uh, maybe you could, I don't know, but uh, the really good ones wouldn't do it. So you All had right. like the B-level sea level statue people well absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you're going you're, you're, of course like where would you go to get a statue of a confederate war hero in 1923 well actually probably there's a few places uh, i imagine well, it was a little more for that. easier than but i think the top yeah. statue people would uh, would shun that. that that's right yeah well, no, but here's here's um, a very provocative uh uh um Subject, Scotty, and I'm yeah. sorry I stammered. I'm trying to reduce the oh, no. stammering by 40%. And then yeah. I'm just going to leave it that way. Yeah. Uh, 40% is enough. Because they say actually some stammering is good for you. That's, that's <laughs> right. the new school of thought now. It's a, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's right. <laughs> you don't want to get rid of <laughs> all of it. You don't want to get rid of all your yeah. stammering. No. There's good stammering. It's like oh. cholesterol. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but this will be a topic in an upcoming New York Times arts and leisure section and and not just one of them all right so I'm uh, once again I'm in this case I'm just flatly predicting it oh yeah uh, okay so we're staring that tearing down statues how long before uh, people uh, start to uh, decide to tear down modern uh, uh, abstract sculpture for example the Richard Sarah uh, a sculpture on uh, in downtown New York, mm. Tilted Ark. Ooh, I hated that when it first went in. And uh, you probably don't know what Tilted Ark is, right? Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've shown it. I have. I, this is a particular uh, sculpture. Uh, 
it was downtown. It was, they put it downtown. I don't know if it's still there, but if it is, uh, I wouldn't mind tearing it down. The problem is if you tore it down, it would just sit there in, in a slightly different position because all it is is this big slab of steel, mm. of iron that rusts, by the way. And it's, sli- it's a slightly tilted arc. And it dominates the, uh, this um, open sort of space in New York. You know, the open spaces are very... Uh, rare and and so people always have to walk around it and it's just this wasn't any particular commemorating anything oh no 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 except the genius of the artist same (laughs) thing scotty same thing and this is going to be very controversial i i I was never a big fan of the chicago's picasso i always (laughs) thought picasso was a painter not a sculptor and you could tell he he really it's just a three-dimensional working of two-dimensional surfaces not a big fan what if people decide yeah, that they didn't like, they don't like how Picasso treated his mistresses? In fact, well, there, there really is talk of that. Yeah. Right? Me too. Talk of it. Yeah. Do they tear down the Picasso in Chicago and so on and so forth? Well, it's, right? it's, yeah, I, I think that, but it, well, I think what we were getting to before is should people be able to tear things out of it because they just don't like it? Not has that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, just, just because they don't like. Well, the Richard Sarah thing would be just because right. Nothing they don't with like their it. background, history, or views. Just that nah, I didn't really particularly like it. That would be pure chaos because um, uh, <laughs> it's just like if you didn't like a mo- comedy movie, you just destroy it. So you know that's uh, well. There we go. Tom. Yeah, you destroy the theater. <laughs> Plus positive. All we have now, we don't have that. That's not the case where people just want to destroy things that they just particularly didn't have a you know, hankering for. Didn't particularly uh, find it interesting or funny no i i gotta say i think i think that the uh, you're right that that it, it's whoops i'm stammering um that must mean that i'm really real that you must really be right <laughs> a lot of times i find that if i really agree with somebody it it, it makes me stammer for some reason so in a way it's it's a compliment to you yeah yeah and then again i always feel let's keep everything where it is because it's dangerous to pull things down and Let's leave them there. And I, I think that that's, and I can't wait, by the way, Tommy, August 20th, I believe here in New York City, museums are reopening. So inadvertently, we just did a plug for museums. They're back. We, because we talked about artwork and let's keep everything in the museum. MoMA has changed. And uh, uh, did you ever get to go there? And the, the- Yes, I did. Yes, and and yes. MoMA uh, is the Museum of Modern Art in yes. New York. And we are, uh, it, it has expanded. It actually um, devoured a smaller museum next to it. Yeah. And that was very, it just tore it down and it became huger. So the Museum of Modern Art is one of the, the great museums of New York City. And, um, but I, I, I was not impressed with their expansion. I'm sorry, Museum of Modern Art, if you're listening. <laughs> I know this is going to hurt your feelings, but I just think you could have done a much more exciting job. And and the Metropolitan Museum is is a much more of a destination to go to because of the architecture. And MoMA's architecture is spare and and modernist in the least impressive sense of the word. Although we've and had I, uh, uh, many wonderful times there on their Uniglow Free Fridays, where this seems very quaint and February-ish, but you'd love Oh, my God. We, of- I enjoyed that, though, Scotty. Yeah. I enjoyed it tremendously. Yeah. I, 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 I complain about the... The design of the uh, of the new museum, but how I enjoy and you're right, Scotty. It's 
it was very crowded. How are they going to do the museum, Scotty? You say it's going to open uh, 25, everybody. I believe 25% capacity is what they're going to start with. So it'll be the museum on a Tuesday. Well, frankly, with no <laughs> tourists, how many people are going to be there anyway? I mean, there are, you know, I, I mean, I certainly I would love to go at some point, but uh, it's just nice that it'll be open. And they do have a couple of lovely restaurants. I know that's kind of a, a boorish kind of thing to say, uh, you know, talking about a museum, but they did add that, which was nice. And um, yeah, but I'm just. Well, if, if I can just say this, Scotty, about uh, about how you would, because uh, I love museums and museums yeah. are my favorite. We've talked about this before, how what I love about museums is precisely the freedom that you have. Unlike, And we I mentioned this, we, we talked about this in another podcast, uh, uh, another getting through this, that um, where you go to a play, for example, or a concert, you're stuck in your seat until it, it's over, right? Your freedom of movement, uh, you've, you've relinquished surrendered that. your freedom of movement. Yeah. Let me yeah. put it that way for the sake of the entertainment. It, it, um, a museum is wonderful because you can spend just as much time looking at something as you want to, and then you move on unless you're traveling with a bunch of other people. Well, then there Putting are down- probably, I don't know about uh, your wife, Cece, but I've been in situations where I'm more of a, a look at it, or I'm going to even skip a few of these. And there's some people who will read every single one, and then you find you're in another wing by time you know you can't catch up. But but that's yes, but every that's happened wrong. many times. Yeah, but I love it, and and uh, and again, we, you can never talk about this enough. There are many things that we will revisit visit but, because. But, but Scotty, if I if I can just get to my uh, the, yes. where I was headed, uh, um, and that is. Uh, okay. Yes, I enjoyed the the the, uh, the fact that you can spend as much time. But now in these times, when you're opening the museum and you're saying it's twenty five percent, are you saying that you have to also keep a distance, right? You have to keep yeah. a social distance. So you don't have the same amount of time to to look at things. You now must keep going according to the general traffic pattern. If uh, 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 in order to, to maintain social distance, you have to keep going on to the next painting. Well, to the that'll next be interesting. Room to the yeah. next. Well, statue, also you next exhibit. Sad to say, you don't want to linger as much. Maybe you don't. Want, in other words, you can, you cannot linger. Is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe but, it's not even permitted to linger. How is that? How does that work in these times? Well, or or, yeah. or or do are people just able to? It's just twenty five percent of people, and they just sort of wander. As- yeah, I think the twenty five percent will make it. By the way, there's always been social distancing as far as the paintings go. Remember, the guard would go, "Please stand back, don't touch it." So, yes, have always been safe. There, that's, that's right. And so the yeah, that's yeah. right, and so and the guards themselves are 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 used to telling people where to stand oh, or yeah. not to stand. So, of all the people who can deal with social distancing, museum guards are the ones who have the most experience in exactly that kind of controlling of, of where people stand. Absolutely. Brilliant point, Tommy. They've been doing it every day, always, because that's what it's all. They're not going to go, what do you mean social distancing? What do you mean? They know that. That's what their whole job is. Don't get too close. Stay apart. Come this way. Uh, so really, hopefully museums will be the best uh, example of being able to adapt to these hopefully temporary uh, you know, rules. But Tommy, again, you know, this is a Sunday and I, I'm not talking out of school to say many consider a day of rest. But for us, we've embarked again on a breathtaking journey. Literally, we've been sent around the world and in time through pneumatic tubes. 
uh, and that's where we. And began. when we say literally, we mean figuratively. Figuratively, but uh, uh, <laughs> right. but 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 it's so figurative that it's virtually literal. It, it, I see it as. I Does see, that make I, sense? I see ourselves in the tube. So in that sense, it's yes. literal. Even though some, you know, purists might say, "Well, that's really figurative." But if you see something yeah, clear enough, it's literal. Purists, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Purists, they also never eat margarine, and so they never know the joy of margarine. Right, which I, I like a whipped margarine, too, which is easy to apply to you bread. You prefer margarine, actually. Well, I, but having talked about it on the program, I, I should have done a whole billboard of this, and we will talk about another episode. I've reverted back to regular butter and those sticks, which are oh, I find hard to apply and hard to wrap up again. <laughs> so there's a lot of cons as they say but yeah i feel better about making my choice but again i don't i'm just teasing this for a, a much longer week, yes. week's worth of no. shows about versus margarine uh right because there's always so much to talk about tommy and we'll continue talking uh tomorrow as we always do every single day on the every program. single day and yep. i remain sincerely yours scott blakeman i'm always going to be tom saunders and we're getting through this <laughs> <laughs>